Good morning, everybody. Ramadan Kareem alaykum jamiyan ya rab. Today we're starting a very, very important initiative. It is Kipik's first podcast. Um, I'm going to introduce myself. My, I am Latif Al-Gallah from Maintenance Planning Team. I was employed in 2019, so I'm a fairly new employee. I am one of the hosts of this podcast, and I have my colleague here, Nora Saad. How are you, Nora? I'm good, Latifa. Very happy to be here today uh, on our first podcast with you and our esteemed guests, uh, which I'll introduce in a bit. Um, I've been employed for about four years now, and I have a, a background in maintenance planning. And with us today is one of my first boss ever, uh, Muhammad, Mr. Nasir Atta. Uh, let you introduce yourself. Okay, uh, Ramadan Kareem to all of you. Uh, it is my pleasure to be here in the first uh, podcast. And uh, I hope uh, everybody gets uh, most of the success and to be uh, maybe an inspiration to others as much as we can. Uh, I've worked in different places and companies throughout my career. I started in 1993 as a maintenance engineer in petrochemical industries company, PIC. I worked there for three and a half years. And then I joined Equate Petrochemical Company during the final construction phase and commissioning phase. Uh, I worked for a year and a half. Then I got a scholarship to continue my master's degree in the United States. Uh, I pursued and earned the master's degree in electrical power engineering. Then I was a lecturer at the College of Technological Studies for five years, electrical engineering department. Uh, this were the uh, some of the teaching skills or, or the, uh, dealing with different personality skills that maybe came from a bit. Uh, then 2004, January, I resigned and joined KOC, again as electrical maintenance engineer, and I worked in KOC till 2017 when I joined KIPIC. Uh, of course, I uh, was promoted in KOC to senior engineer, then TPL specialist electrical engineer, then a team leader. Then I joined uh, KIPIC here as team leader uh, maintenance support services. I've never heard of TPL. Is it like, um, is it a different position? Because we have senior and then um, team leader. They, they, they created, KPC created what they called technical and professional ladder, TPL, mm. where uh, some uh, high-flying people who are so good in the technical part mm. or the professional part, uh, they can be promoted to okay. grades uh, 17, 18, 19 without waiting uh, for a position of a team leader. and mm. So they created uh, this channel to promote uh, good people okay. with good uh, technical uh, potential for two reasons mainly. One reason is to uh, promote those people who, who yeah. really deserve to be promoted. Mm. The second reason is to retain the technical expertise mm. um, uh, in the technical Portion. Why would I sacrifice somebody who's very good in the technical field and maybe not having the administrative yeah. Uh, yeah. skill? Mm -hmm. uh, why would I sacrifice him or, or let him uh, uh, be promoted somewhere or like this? Yeah. So this was created in, in 2009 by KPC. And, uh, do they still do that? Do they they recently in Kipik, yes, they got the approval from uh, KPC. Mm. They started for projects and uh, uh, engineering. Okay. And they will be doing this and process maybe. Oh. Uh, next phase will be maintenance and. Uh, Let's hope so. Let's hope yeah. that's a, that's so reliability a, and a balance between um, sometimes I'm good technically, sometimes I'm good professionally. Yeah. I can uh, they will uh, like they will well. take up something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's great. Listening to you, Muhammad, I feel like you're the perfect guest today because yes. our topic is about social mentoring and having that much change in background and different companies will add a lot of value to our examples today yeah, that so, we're ready to start with. Yeah, yeah today we're not just going to be talking about social mentoring. We're also going to be bringing up scenarios 
And these scenarios that me, Nora, and some other members of our team and other people from different organizations, they've looked through. And we're going to give our perspective. We're no experts by no means. But still, we have a little bit of a background we can mention. But at the end of the day, we need your feedback the most. For example, I acted in this way. What should I have done in this scenario? This is the kind of feedback we need from you today. Yeah. We've created different segments for today's podcast. Um, especially since social mentoring is a very broad topic and we can go into so many different things. We're trying to approach it from different angles, going from the very beginning of our career to a very a more expert uh, stage in my career. So um, we'll begin with the first scenario, Nora. Yes. Go ahead. So as you know, having first impressions is so important. And sometimes you want to nail it, but there are other times when you fail to do that. So today we want to go over like what is the first impression of our boss and what kind of scenarios uh, can we have and how can we tackle them? So our first example will be, you know, we've always been a victim of a bad joke. Oh, tell, oh, tell yes, that work. Yes. So um, <laughs> I know I've been one. And what kind of like bad jokes or not even mentioning the joke itself per se, but the, the impression it had and does it persist for long and how did you tackle it and something like that? Uh, first impression is important, of course. But it's not everything. Uh, depends on the situation. Depends on the uh, nature of uh, the uh, encounter. If you're meeting a person for one time only, then first impression is definitely sure. extremely so important because you'll yeah, totally. not have the chance to meet him again. Mm -hmm. yeah. But if you are going to work with somebody, mm -hmm. uh, then first impression is important, but not as important mm -hmm. because you can still make up uh, this impression again yeah, and again. Right, yeah. uh, you don't expect people to be perfect all the time. Sure. So in, in one day, the same person is doing excellent in an interview. Mm. After two days, because of different reasons, maybe he had the car accident before he, yeah. he came to the interview, his performance is not as good. So uh, first impression uh, is important. Mm. But its importance comes from the situation itself. Whether I'm going to work with that person for uh, yeah. years, then he has the chance to improve his, his impression. Um, it's so comforting hearing a team leader say that. Imagine living a situation where I sat with my boss, this is an example, and I gave a really bad joke or, for example, I corrected him or something, and then he says, it's okay, she probably had a bad day and doesn't care. Oh, my God, it's so comforting. You will not, you know, the yes. guilt that you feel right after you leave the office would go away. I, I know, for example, <laughs> your, your example is extreme a bit because uh, usually back to the question about jokes, bad jokes or something like this, uh, a person must judge the environment he's working with or the meeting uh, he's, or the people he's, he's talking to. So if I know or if I don't know that the person, this person is sensitive mm -hmm. in, in this area or he might understand or he or she might understand this differently, uh, it's prudent not to joke. Uh, because I don't know the person. Maybe if I s joke or say something, it might click with something in her memory and in, in, in his personality, yeah. in his personal life. So this is why usually people should not joke. Should not joke. Okay. Until <laughs> until and unless they know the person. Exactly. exactly. And this is what this is what I feel is right. Yeah. And even if, it's not only related to work, by the way, even if you look at the teaching of Islam, mm. okay, they tell you that don't, okay, it's in Arabic, but in English, don't keep joking too much. Yeah. Joking too much reduces your haber, uh, what is haber, reduces your, uh, let's say, impression. Let's Impression, yeah. people's yeah. impression on you. So yeah. try to be influence. balanced. I guess influence. It yeah. really does affect your influence. So, so if, if, imagine somebody, he always jokes, jokes. People not take him uh, seriously. Yeah, yeah, right. So, uh, and want. most importantly, when you're meeting new people new or people. different people or yeah. people who you don't really know. Mm. So in my opinion, 
jokes should not be there mm-hmm. until, until we start to know yeah. each other, you know, the, become yeah. more comfortable. Yeah. Uh, I think this is uh, very important because uh, uh, this could lead to undesired right. results. Okay. That's such a good advice because sometimes people get nervous and they use humor as a defense mechanism or a way to impress people. So that's a really good If advice. If you're a Friends fan, you'd get that. Yes. <laughs> If anybody's true. watched Friends, Chandler does that yeah. throughout the entire series. He keeps on going about that. That's true. You're yeah. right. No, you, can, you, can, you can always be nice. You can always smile. You mm-hmm. can always say uh, things uh, differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you don't have to... Uh, Uh, say something that might be understood differently right. or might offense But, but isn't that always the case? You're always going to do something. I'll give you an example. Um, from most of my career or most of my colleagues' career, not just generally me, um, I like to strive more. As you just said, I'm a competitive person. I like to do more. So sometimes I am considered an overachiever. As a boss, as a team leader, being an overachiever is annoying or positive to you at the very beginning stage of our careers. Do you think it's a good thing or a bad thing? Am I going to bug you too much or is it too little? You know what I'm saying? How do you perceive that when I'm a UD engineer and I want to be so good to my boss? Yes. What, what is your perspective there? Uh, the answer is very easy. Yes, okay. I, tell okay. us. Okay. Mohamed, before you continue, I know your answer before you say because you were my no first way. boss. So I would know that. <laughs> Imagine if you have a child that is so smart And he does things that you don't expect him to do in a positive way. Oh, Would you be happy? Would you try to help him to oh. achieve more? Exactly. Or would you put him down and, and, and you tell him, don't do... You're, yeah. you're three years old, you're not supposed to do five-year-old stuff. No, right. This is, if you reflect this to your question... This is that. Oh, I never thought of it like that. Yes, uh, that's such a good example. We get different type of employees. There are uh, people who are super fast achievers, uh, workaholics, and we have normal people, and we have uh, lower level people. Uh, those personalities should be cherished, the, the super fast, the high achievers. This should be cherished because these are... Those are the true leaders. Mm-hmm. At the same time, the normal people will learn from them indirectly. Mm-hmm. Uh, they will see the environment. They will see that those people are uh, high achievers. Mm-hmm. They will try to improve their levels so that they're yeah. competitive or compared to them. Mm-hmm. So it, there, this, your, the, the answer to the question, no, it's not annoying at all. It is a positive Actually, this drives us yeah. when we see young people, young engineers, young professionals who are very dedicated, very smart, very uh, ambitious. Mm. Okay? Uh, this not only adds to work, it adds to us because I have sometimes mm. to match your pace. Oh, okay. So, I try sometimes, by choice or by force, mm. to learn okay. from, from the people so that you don't know more than me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, that's a good reason. Yeah, and that's a good reason. if somebody else or, or all my team are less competitive, mm. they're not uh, fast or high achievers, huh? mm. uh, I'll relax. So uh, you will always put me on the edge mm. of learning, of moving. Uh, yeah. They're putting me in my comfort zone. Mm. So it's actually not good for me as well yeah. because I'll not be challenging them, challenging myself to learn new stuff or to develop myself. Yeah. Mm. That takes me to the next question. Let's say this is just a scenario that just came up to me. Let's say right now you're, as a team leader, you have a team of people and your team, let's say is made up out of 20 people and only three are overachievers and the rest, the 17, are not just in their comfort zone, they don't drive. What is your approach? Would you load these three or would you work and balance out? Will you push these? What is your approach in developing whatever level of engineers to make them overachievers? Um, this question is also 
very realistic question, and it always happens. Mm. You, in every team, you get few people who are so good that you can rely on them uh, so much, uh, and others who are uh, less reliable or less able technically. Mm. Uh, and in many cases, uh, because of this, and we wa want to get things done, mm. so we give oh, most of the work to the good people. Okay. So they get overloaded, they learn more, mm. they become even better. Yeah. At the same time, we don't give those people uh, the required workload because they're not that good. Their level drops further mm. and the gap uh, widens. Right. Uh, it is part of the uh, leadership or part of the personality of a leader to ensure homogeneity uh, between the levels as much as possible. This is not uh, 100 percent is not, is not uh, possible to achieve, of course, but at least to bring the level of those people up. Uh, in, in, in different cases, I have done that. I faced this. Uh, you give them tasks. Ah, okay. I don't overload the people. Sometimes I do. But sometimes the same task is given too the high achiever, mm. because I have a deadline to meet, mm -hmm. and I give it also to the other yeah. person mm. to okay. do it. In case he or she didn't do the proper job, I still met the deadline, yeah. and he got into the experience of doing this, and I, I, yeah. I teach Maybe. him what, 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 yeah, yeah. what, he, what wrong he did, did he do, what mistakes yeah. he has done. So, uh, we should not let those people go down further. Yeah, okay. We should improve their level. Mm -hmm. And this is our responsibility, by the way. Moral responsibility as well as in work. This is, you yeah. know, yeah. team leaders or managers or even senior engineers. Part of their duty is to develop the employees. That's not so true. Uh, so, yes, uh, those, you cherish the excellent people. You want them to always improve and get even better. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you have to raise the level of the other people yeah. to an acceptable or even uh, a good uh, level. And there are, by the way, success stories. Hmm. Uh, sometimes uh, people are good, but they are uh, having one issue from a previous job experience, from a, a previous hmm. boss. Once, uh, sometimes by, by coincidence or sometimes by um, uh, studying hmm. them, you'll find that you can click something with this guy or uh, this uh, yeah. lady triggers and uh, triggers uh, the good part in him. Success, Success yeah. The great part in him and he becomes, or she becomes like a high achiever. In that case, you should take ownership. I don't know how you can take ownership for people because they're not documents that you developed. But you want to take ownership. Yeah. I made you this good. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you want to go, Nora? Do you have another yes, scenario? That's true. While you, while you were talking about the training and all, I think it takes a really good boss to make that decision to improve people. And, you know, it brings me to a point where when you meet a really good boss, and then, you know, you're never going to stick with one boss. You, throughout your career, yeah, you probably yeah. had that. And I had that too. We, we all did. And it, turns, it comes to a point where you're like, is it, I mean, how can anybody live up to that really good boss? So, what do you think that effect has on your emotionally, um, in, in all aspects really? If you have a really good boss, how can anybody live up to them? Um, in, in my opinion, you should live up to your own expectation. Uh, every person uh, has an ambition, has a self-satisfaction uh, drive. Uh, I want to be Excellent. I don't want to be uh, average? A, a, a below average or average. Mm. Uh, I want to be knowledgeable in this area or an expert in this field mm. uh, because this satisfies me. Yeah. Okay. Uh, having this in mind, then you can uh, move, mm. regardless of the uh, the, the boss you're working with. Um, because you don't expect or you don't accept, sorry, uh, to be uh, number 10. Mm. 
you always uh, you were born you were raised you were educated throughout your life uh, that you are number one and you always go to number one if you are number not number one mm -hmm. so you always want to be on the top uh, spectrum. Yeah. spectrum of, of the world having this, said this this is your driving force regardless of your boss now the boss will help by uh, complimenting by uh, uh, giving advice by giving the proper Guiding. guidance yeah. to uh, people this will mm -hmm. definitely help uh, but um, this is uh, nature this is yeah, life yeah. you will yeah. have excellent boss sometimes you'll have a normal boss yeah. sometimes you'll have a boss that you don't like his personality or yeah. the way he, he works but the, the, again goes back to you how you, you adjust should, yourself exactly yeah. you should mm. be able to learn how to deal with different personalities People. yeah right. change management as without well. without uh, changing or without giving up mm. on your own uh, number one spectrum mm. ambition okay? okay i always want to be one this, of the this best is so hard uh, it is hard but the hard part is how to deal with the people because you uh, know and you were raised and it is it is implanted in you that you always want to be number one you have this internal challenge you have this uh, uh, internal competitive uh, let's say uh, edge or, or, or uh, trait so this is in you so this is not hard because you always want to improve. The hard part is to how to deal with this uh, boss versus that boss versus that boss. But uh, no one should let you down. Yeah. No one should let you down. Uh, I go think that for, comes with practice and years of It comes with practice, of course. Yeah, of course. This is, again, uh, this is life and you have to be able to learn how to deal with different personalities, whether at work or outside work. Mm. Yes. Uh, but again, go achieve your ambition. Don't let one or two or three persons, even if he's a boss, to put you down. Mm. Uh, stick to your goals. Yeah. Uh, and I think if you do this while learning how to deal with people, uh, having this uh, personality yeah I think uh, the sky will be the limit you will not have an issue with any boss this is a change of mentality this is not just changing your uh, behavior no you need to change how you think yeah. as in um, the other day I was listening to a podcast it's about purpose and how do you embed your purpose basically it is um, a case where the actually the team leader or basically the manager will make you understand your position in this organization and then in the country, that is why when you go to work every day, it is not just to please the boss, it is actually to do your job right. Mm -hmm. And having this kind of mentality takes a huge amount of effort and self-motivation because you're no longer depending on the driver. There is no battery for you. You're your own battery. Yeah. So when I say it's hard, I believe as a young engineer in my very beginning of my career, um, I truly depend on my boss. I truly depend right. on this. For example, to be honest, me and my experience with my colleague Nora, she drives herself. She drives herself so I many times. Same thing about you. <laughs> <laughs> she drives herself so many times. So this brings me to one of the, my uh, favorite questions to ask anybody. So for example, I'll, I'll be facing a situation where I'm demotivated, whatever the case may be. I'll knock knock. She's right. She's my neighbor at work. So knock knock. We're literally no, no. neighbors. Like we're literally neighbors. Cubicles that we, we don't pass by. We just call each other yes. <laughs> through the wall. <laughs> Anyways, so I'd be like, no, this situation happened with me, and I don't know what to do. I'm so demotivated, etc. And she would boost me. Mm -hmm. So, to me, replacing your boss should be a colleague, whether it is the same level, higher level, or extremely mm -hmm. high level. But I believe a, a driver is a person. For me personally so to achieve what you're saying my advice to whoever is listening is if you can't find the leadership that you need within your boss find it within a trusted colleague somebody that understands the environment that you're living in yeah. yeah and that way basically find your leader find a find a vision for you to go forward if you don't 
for me, it's hard to reach your level of what you're saying. And this is my trick for everything. Yeah. I have so many colleagues at work, to be honest, and maintenance planning team. I'd knock on their door and I would pour my heart out and they would lift me up and they would help me. This is the kind of environment that I placed in Kipik since I got employed here. They would lift me up out of scratch. I could name them, but they know who they are. <laughs> they know who they are and I'm sure they heard this. They know how amazing they are. So this is one of the most um, common yeah. cases. I love your question, by the way. Yeah. One of my, I'm a mom. And I keep mentioning this to everybody. I'm so proud of it, to be honest. <laughs> so one of the first scenarios, and I want your honest opinion there. So let's say this is my first day at work, okay? Or my first month, whatever. I'm finally going to meet my team leader. And I'm meeting my team leader. I am seven months pregnant. And this is my first day at job. So basically, in two, three months, I'm going to be going home. And I'm going to be staying at home with the kid. What is my team leader's first impression of a woman who's pregnant? Because all I can think about is um, if I was in this situation, all I can think about is, oh, he's gonna know that he doesn't want to waste time on me right now because I'm gonna go home. So he would not be giving me any kind of information or special tasks, or he's not gonna be giving me any responsibility. And at the very first stage of your career, all you want is responsibility. It's like you're hungry for it. So what is your impression there? Uh, honestly, uh, most probably because you're at a late stage of, of, of pregnancy. Yeah. Let's say you mentioned like seven months. So you'll be here for about uh, working with us a month and a half, two months maybe. Yeah. And at this late stage, uh, I know you gave an example, but at this late stage, you might not be feeling really yeah, uh, energetic to work. Yeah. Uh, I would personally give you work but reduced amount of work. This is yeah. what I would do. Yeah. Because uh, this is, uh, uh, again, uh, in nature, we cannot defy nature. Uh, a person's ability is sometimes governed by different factors. Yeah, that's right. uh, being sick, for example, being old, or being uh, pregnant, or, you know, th or these are uh, sometimes governed our ability to do work. Mm -hmm. I would do it, I have to answer the question directly for a situation, for such a situation. I would still give work load mm -hmm. to, the, the, to the lady, uh, though reduced amount of work. Would you wait for her to ask for work or would you do that automatically? No, I would be giving her, she's an employee. Yeah, and okay. and, and ba uh, again, it depends on the person from you. Mm -hmm. If you know that person mm -hmm. or based on your impression of that person, uh, that uh, she is uh, willing. she's willing to work, she's uh, a very competitive person, she wants to learn, uh, she thinks nothing could, could stop her from learning. It shows. If we, if we, it shows, then I can give her a lot of more responsibilities that she can do, even while, while uh, at home, for example, yeah. when she has time. So I would be, then based on her appetite, based on yeah. her feedback, yeah, I can yes. either... Uh, yeah, give more load or uh, maybe reduce the work. I really, really, as a mom, appreciate your reply. And uh, from it's very evident that you will not look at the fact of my state of me and the fact that I'm pregnant. You would see my behavior and my attitude and what I'm going to be doing and what is my impression that I'm leaving on you and you're going to go from that. And that's so comforting as a mom because I'm meeting my boss for the first time and then I'm going to leave him for six months or three months or whatever. So I'm not going to be getting this opportunity to show myself and show what I'm capable of. So you saying that is actually truly, truly nice. Because when I come back, you'd probably have a nice memory of me, not the fact that she's just a pregnant lady that came and left. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And I truly appreciate the fact that, you know, you gave the real scenario answer. Like, yeah. you wouldn't just say the idle situation where I'll treat everybody the same way and that's not really fair either. So yeah. you, like Latifa said, you look at the status of that person and then judge how you would treat them, which is perfectly fair and uh, perfect in this in this industry yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I mean, you, you have to, regardless women or, 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 or men, uh, you have to see the status of the people you're yeah. working with. Sometimes you have men working with you, but for some reason they're having tough uh, time uh, psychologically right. or even physically, they're sick or something. In this case, you cannot uh, treat them like you have been treating them before when they are when they were, when, when they were fully yeah, healthy. Okay. You have to really understand their situation and act upon this. Mm -hmm. uh, so this is uh, 
uh, I think uh, good behavior from um, from uh, a leader that understands the person working uh, with him and assign jobs based on their capabilities and based on their status. Yeah. Those people would appreciate this yeah, and they will yeah. be able to produce and become more effective yeah. in mm -hmm. future once the situation is removed, once yes. this pregnant lady is... She delivers the baby and it's resumes back. work. Yeah. She will really uh, appreciate what uh, things you have done yes. for her yes. and she will be able to work even harder and produce but more and become more uh, key player for you. Same thing applies for a man. Yeah. Uh, so I think it, it, it has a human aspect to this and natural aspect to this. At the same time, you're still letting them work based, yeah. but based on their uh, capability at yeah. this uh, time. Yeah. So okay. this is kind of, um, this advice, please, we ask all leaders in the entire world to take it. <laughs> this is something we need yes. as women internationally, wherever we are. So, Nora, you want to go to the next scenario? Right. So um, when you talk about stuff like that, it really does motivate us as employees. And I want to talk about motivation because it is such an important aspect in the workplace. It is what drives us and what just stops us and to the point where, you know, we're just idle. So um, demotivation in the workplace can have so many reasons. And we want to hear from you. What is a demotivator? And what kind of ways can we fix it to the point where, no, I'm actually motivated and I have reasons to be, so, to, so that I can be the better version as an employee? Um, okay, if you ask me what demotivates a person, especially at workplace, I would say number one is uh, ridiculing an idea. Oh, mm. oh, that's uh, so true. This, if, mm. if, if a young engineer or a young uh, professional, mm. uh, they have a different uh, mindset. They have different pace. Mm. Yeah. Uh, sometimes they come up with ideas. Those ideas mm. might be good ideas. Mm. Some of those ideas might be good but cannot be implemented due to some other restrictions, right. mm. sometimes cultural restrictions, yeah. sometimes uh, government restrictions, or sometimes procedural mm. restrictions. Uh, in some cases, the idea is wild, mm. but it can be fine-tuned. And this actually, in my opinion, the role of the team leader. Yeah. Look at the idea, no matter how crazy that idea sounds, but uh, and uh, uh, refine it. Mm. Uh, give advice to the guy, to the person I who's proposing motivation. this, mm. uh, and then maybe this uh, wild idea becomes something that is great. A really great new idea, yeah. doable. Mm -hmm. uh, taking into consideration the different aspects that we have in our community or country or or, or um, company. Uh, and, and maybe going with the procedure. So the true leader, I think, will take the, all the ideas, no matter how wild, mm -hmm. how good, or how bad that idea yeah. is, mm -hmm. and, and try to work with the uh, person who's mm -hmm. proposing this idea uh, mm -hmm. to improve and to implement. So ridiculing the idea, even if it's a bad idea, mm -hmm. will make that person... Uh, not come up with uh, ideas in, in, the in the future. Even if, right. if, if those new ideas yeah. are so good or something. Or, or feel ashamed yeah. to actually think. Yeah. And, 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 to come and, and sometimes, yeah, exactly. And sometimes ridiculing the idea might not only mean saying something. Mm. Yeah. Might be with body language or facial, facial uh, yes. gestures or something yeah. like this. So the, the, the other person mm. will understand that his, mm. his idea was so bad that they the, the, the leader smiled or laughed mm. or, yeah. or yeah. changed okay. his, his seating position. Yeah. Uh, so that is, I think, ridiculing an idea is a mm. uh, big demo demotivator. Uh, mm. um, uh, not giving proper 
appreciation. Uh, appreciation. Absolutely, I was just going to that. Yeah, appreciation, not just by money. We're not talking about money. Correct. Yeah. To, to me, me, words. Yes. Correct. You did a good job. Be something today. spiritual, yes. Yeah. So, um, re- rewarding system. I'm all for the reward system. Oh, yeah. As an employee, whatever the reward is, like she yeah. said, it's a, if it's a nice word, if it's just a pat on the back, like if someone rewards me, I'll be pushed forward. There are other people who work differently. If they're punished and you're like, you did a bad job, this motivates them to do better. Yeah. But I feel like yeah. rewards can go a long way. Also, it creates a really nice you know, yeah. relationship with the boss. Yes. I, for me, for example, even if you feel like some kind of negative vibe with this person, just give them a nice word. So what? Yeah. They could have done, so. like for example, if one of the people that you work with did 70% of a bad job mm. and 30% of a good job, Let's begin with complimenting the good job Correct. and yes. emphasizing that. This, this for mm-hmm. me, is one of the main reasons that I will come back to this office. I made a mistake, but he told me in a nice way. That's like so important. <laughs> yes. I want to drag this demotivation question to a different direction. Because we all work in the oil field. Literally, our life is, the oil prices go up. Oh, yay, we have money. We're going to give trainings today. And we're going to be, um, be rich. And then suddenly, oh, no, oil prices are down. We're poor, cutting cost, no budget, zero budget, no. I want a training, sorry, unavailable, go train yourself, uh, etc. So, this is one of the main aspects of demotivation. And as a person who's worked in this field, beginning from Equip, PIC, etc., to KOC, you've probably lived through all the phases of the oil going up and going down, going up and going down. In this situation, how do you motivate yourself when the world is no longer motivating you? Because, to be honest, if you think about it, when I was working, or sorry, when I was studying, oh, you should get employed in an oil company, in an oil company. And then you reach a stage where, actually, at the very beginning of time, when the oil company just came up, I hear, I keep hearing that people were saying, nobody wanted to get employed in an oil company, right? Did you, did you experience that? Because oil companies were so starting, they were not that famous. And then they became famous, and they became rich, and then they became poor. So how did you continuously motivate yourself to be the amazing team leader you are today, how did you find the motivation to study, to take master's degree, to become forward, to become a team leader that me and Nora would constantly bring up in a scenario where uh, I wish I could lead like this person, I wish I could study like this person. When I first met you, maybe you don't remember this, but the first thing he did, he shared knowledge with me. How do you continue to share knowledge in an environment where it's closed off? Do you know what you did? You gave me so many books. I have so many books at home that you gave me about maintenance and planning. So this is one of, I think, the most critical questions, right? How do you motivate yourself there? Um, Your question is is excellent and it's uh, insightful. Uh, Again, motivation comes from inside. Mm. Uh, You always want to be at the top. We do. Uh, you always have to do what it takes to go to the top, to maintain uh, in the top and retain the top uh, spot. Uh, motivation in, s- in many cases comes from challenge. When Nora is, is so good mm. and you don't want Nora to become better than you mm. in a good way, Mm. Not in the bad way. In a way. healthy, competitive, in a healthy yeah. competitive environment. She's good. It's the kind of relationship <laughs> we have. <laughs> yes. She's good. You want to be equally good. Yeah. Right. Uh, she's good in, 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 in maximal. You want to be good in budgeting and, yeah. and, and uh, maintenance planning and maximal business process. When this competition takes place, mm. You are improving yourself and you're maintaining the top positions. Mm. She's also challenging you in a good way and she's maintaining the, 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 yeah. the... So one, each one of you is pushing the other. The other. That's true. And guess what? Who's benefiting the most? The work. Both of the work. Yeah. Both. Both. work is benefiting yeah. the most. Yeah. Because you're happy and you're producing excellent mm. results. She's mm. happy and she's producing fantastic results. The company yeah. or maintenance and the company is having excellent uh, yeah. team members. Yeah. Uh, the level of proficiency in the team and therefore in the company gets better and better. Yeah. So uh, the, how do you keep motivating yourself? Mm. You always, in my opinion, uh, concentrate on what you want. Mm-hmm. I want to be a good person. I don't want to be sitting in meetings, not knowing what's going on. Yeah. 
this is, by the way, tough. Sorry. Always remember that you always want to be on top of what you're doing. Mm -hmm. uh, you don't want to sit in a meeting and get embarrassed because you don't know this, you don't know that. Uh, yeah. Somebody is, 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 is mm -hmm. teaching you what you should have done. Yeah. And, and sometimes it happens, especially when you become a more experienced person. Yeah. The, the expectation from you is That's that high. you can yeah. sit in a meeting and provide insightful mm. information, mm. beneficial uh, information yeah. to take decisions. Mm -hmm. But uh, imagine you're sitting in a meeting, you, ha you have the necessary experience, mm. years of experience, and they ask you something and you answer wrong or they ask you something else, you don't know the answer, mm. or uh, your answer uh, is not that good, uh, I think everybody in that meeting will be looking at you uh, in a bad way, mm. different way, yeah. that she doesn't you know, know what trust. she's doing, mm. uh, she's not as professional as she should be. Mm. Take this in mind, try to avoid this by becoming somebody who is really good in yeah. what, what he, she's doing, uh, read, learn, listen, uh, uh, monitor what's going on, okay, in order she's doing something mm. maximum, okay, let me try to learn maximum. Hey. Um, so create a competition within yourself, exactly. yeah, don't wait for a competition oh, yes, to yes. arrive. Yes. 100%. 100%. Yes. Nasser is doing something with this kind of, let me read about this. Mm. Okay, even if the task is not assigned to you, but mm. doesn't mean that you don't learn about it, so mm. that at least your knowledge is broadened mm. uh, and, and uh, you gain more experience in different uh, fields. So motivation starts with you, you can mm. find a competitor, mm. yeah. even if she's not competing with you, even if you don't even have this nice relationship, yeah. but you can compete with her uh, without her knowing, yani, okay, she's doing maximo. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I want to learn maximo. I want to be as good or yes. close to her yeah. level. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Okay, I think and, and so and so on. So, so I guess yeah. from the most important takeaway from this conversation overall is changing your perspective. And I think this is so awesome because I just noticed this. Did you know that, that um, as a leadership perspective? This is it, and from my leadership or my perspective, my smaller perspective, is I'm focusing on these when I should be focusing on something else. Broadening my yeah. perspective. So right. I think this is like yes. so fruitful for me personally, and I hope the listeners who are listening in can take this advice and go ahead, yeah. change your perspective. So, yes. so you yeah. want to take the next uh, topic? I do, I do, to be honest. Mm -hmm. And this is something we all face, and I believe because Kipik is made of uh, people from different backgrounds from different key companies. Mm -hmm. um, what do they say? They, they, they keep saying khalal. Well, the, the best of the best. The best of the best. The cream, cream, uh, the cream, the cream. The cream of the cream. Cream of the cream, that's what they say? I've heard that one before, yeah. yeah. So basically, they took cream of the cream. And to be honest, as a person who's worked in a different company and worked in KNPC and worked in different locations, I do meet the cream of the cream here, to be honest. I do meet yes. people that are like advisors. Yep. Yes. And however, we still face something else we face something called a close-minded person who i know this way this is the way it was mm. done 700 years before the and way i will continue around here yes <laughs> yes and it's very simple it could be as simple as a document mm -hmm. an you, email an email this is not how you write an email okay for example this term is actually grammatically incorrect as a new engineer who likes english etc but this term is grammatically yeah. yeah but they've been writing it for 100 years does that make it right mm. Does that make it right? Mm -hmm. It's the way it's supposed to be written. I'm telling you, yeah. no, etc. So in this situation, we face that every day. Yeah, we do. Mm -hmm. We need advice on how to steer this person, no matter the level of years of experience, exactly. how to steer this person in a direction. What is your advice to take this person, come let me show you a new way. Instead of telling him, no, your way is old. We're just going to go with this one. Yeah. What do we say there? I would say, if, um, there are things that are worth the fight. Mm -hmm. oh, okay. There are oh, things like that, that are okay, not I worth. Like that. <laughs> Don't waste your time on uh, on uh, waste your time and energy on uh, trying to change something that is really not that important. Yeah, okay. yeah. For example, uh, writing the email. Yes, you're right. Yeah. Grammatically, hundred percent, you are right. The 
other person who is more experienced is not right, he's wrong. But fine, let us not fight over this because I want to fight on the uh, business process itself. Okay, okay, sure. I want to save the energy right. on the business process, improving this, changing this, changing his style on this thing. Mm -hmm. oh, okay. Mm -hmm. uh, I wish the world was really ideal where you can come and show me my mistakes and I can say yes, I can check with her, yes, I'm wrong, I'll do the yes. new one, yes. and so on. But it's, it's, it is not like this. Uh, people have sometimes uh, different personalities. They sometimes they, they accept criticism. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes they become defensive. Sometimes they accept criticism from mm. manager, but I don't accept uh, criticism from uh, UD. So, so th those are different yeah. personalities that are available, whether we like it or not, but it's there. We have to deal with them. We have to find a smart way of dealing with such personalities. Yeah. Uh, and and, and my perspective is like this: if something is not worth the fight, right. don't fight. Don't fight. Mm -hmm. okay. uh, if something, though, you can tell him. By the way, you can tell him. By the way, this what is grammatically, this is grammatically fine. But fine, I'll write it like uh, you're more experienced. But I would yeah, do it. Maybe I would do it and then show him the new way. Matter of fact, you can you can. Tell him, or you can uh, you know, speak your feeling. This is it's right to have. That's fine. You're the boss. I can. Yeah. I'll do it yeah. for you. Let okay. him uh, feel the uh, uh, have this uh, powerful, nice feeling. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> uh, okay. And then, but for the other critical st stuff that really was worth the mm -hmm. the fight, the fight or convincing. In this case, how you do? He's assuming he's a, a close-minded person. He's a uh, the best thing to do is to give him real examples. Oh, uh, okay. In okay, in, in XK company, you were doing this procedure for 20 years, 30 mm. years. Mm. But uh, by the way, I checked Aramco, I checked Adnoc, I checked BP, I checked okay. Chevron. Okay. They changed this 10 years ago. Mm. Now this is what they're doing. Stronger discussion. Now this is what they're doing. Uh, in a way, you're showing him that the world is changing, it's moving away from yeah. the old school, yeah. and it's, it's, it's adapting this new philosophy, yes. this new uh, way of, of doing business. Yeah. I, in this case, and, and probably just leave it for him. You know, mm -hmm. uh, show him this, give, put this to him on the table, mm. and let him take the driving seat. Okay. Right. So he okay. will feel, <laughs> I would do this, that really he will feel really, That's really amazing. good that he is driving the change. That's so tactical mm -hmm. and so smart. Yeah. Yes. And, and I think that goes also on all levels, not just on your boss. Exactly. If, yes. if Personally as well. One of the success stories mm -hmm. that you let people who are opposed the change to lead the change. Okay, oh, that's, that's it. It took me a second there <laughs> to, to go in this call. In uh, yeah. a previous experience in one of the companies, uh, it is known that it is hard sometimes to deal with mm. uh, certain teams or departments. Mm. Okay, because of you know uh, historically and the way they, yeah. they 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 work together and so on. So we were introducing a new idea. We knew from beginning it is very hard to convince those people to uh, buy this yeah. idea. Mm. So what we did, uh, we said, okay, let us form a committee. The head of the committee is from that department. Oh, okay. The deputy mm. from that department. Okay. And we put... So those people found themselves leading a, com a committee. Where they have to be impartial. That they have to produce this result. Yes. Yeah. And That's a big challenge for them. It, 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 and <laughs> it happened so, so wonderfully because we were actually doing the work for them. But we were like giving them everything on a golden plate. Yes. Yeah. So I'm giving, I'm, I'm doing, or somebody else, sorry, is, is, is doing the work and the presentation and whatever thing. And going to his yes, office, yes. explaining to him what what was done mm. and how to present this, taking him 
yeah. to present this in front of the deputy CEO or CEO. Okay. So this person, and we put three of them uh, in the seven-member committee, mm-hmm. they were so into it, they were yeah. so proud, they're going to present this to the leadership. So they got their people buy-in. Yes, to buy-in. And we were successful to achieve this. So this is why I said it could uh, be uh, a success story if you let the guy who is opposing the change to lead the change. Oh, and and you can lead from behind. You can. You can. Yes. Mohammed, that brings me to something else. I think that change management is also a little bit related to leaving your comfort zone. Because once people start leaving their comfort zone, this is when they start to adopt these kind of um, ideas. Do you agree? Yes, yes, yes. definitely. Uh, change is not easy. Always. Mm-hmm. Whether in life, real life, personal life, or at work. Yeah. Uh, because, again, this is my comfort zone. I have been doing this for quite some time. I'm really comfortable in, in what I'm doing. I know all the ins and outs and the procedure around this. I know the results because we've seen mm-hmm. the results, okay? Uh, if now I need to change to something different, mm. I have not done this before, I have to read, mm-hmm. I have to learn, somebody else might be better than me in this right. field mm-hmm. uh, compared to the existing where I'm the master of this yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to uh, unknown zone mm-hmm. uh, where I might fail. Yes. Right. I might not have the energy or capability mm-hmm. to live up to the standard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The results might not be so guaranteed. Yeah. Uh, because this was good mm-hmm. in, in, in another company outside Kuwait and they have different mm-hmm. environment regulations and all this. So their, their, their results might be different than ours. So the, the guarantee is not there uh, of, of improvement. So this yeah. will uh, go into the mind of the people mm-hmm. when they change. So that's why change is difficult. Uh, and sometimes change is driven top down. Mm-hmm. Sometimes yes. it's from, from bottom, bottom to, up. Yeah. to up. Yes. Depends, I think, Depends. On, so, on the situation. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but in order for any company yeah. or, or entity to stay competitive, mm. to stay in the business, mm. uh, they have to change. They They have to keep changing. Look at so many examples in the Mm. international market. Uh, So many companies ran out of business uh, because they could not adapt to the pace of change. Yes. Not even change. They're changing, but the the their pace of change was so slow they couldn't keep up with other competitors. Mm -hmm. They lost their market share. They were bankrupt. And they they were bankrupt. Mm -hmm. Similarly applies to our business, though we're not a private company, but uh, we want to uh, have the uh, higher profit margin. We want to produce better results. We cannot produce better results unless we use better mechanisms and practices. This requires change. Mm -hmm. Change is difficult because uh, to take people out of their comfort zone. Uh, But it is never... uh, uh, impossible. It's never impossible. Yes. It is possible, uh, it's but yes. you have to have the people who are yeah. leading this change. Yeah. And true leaders in, yes. in the world are known for being able to lead change mm. in companies and steer the company direction yes, yeah. into the, the better one. Everybody knows well, Steve Jobs, Steve Jobs, yeah. Steve Jobs, yeah. right? Mm. Uh, what he has done because, because he had vision and he has way he of doing too. business that is completely different, different than others. He, yeah, yeah and, and they couldn't probably keep, keep up, up with his space. base, so that's why yeah. he, he was, you know, on the lead, on the lead all the time. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Yep. So we come to the last topic in today's podcast. Our favorite. favorite. Yes. yes. Because we're two women now having the first podcast today with you, Muhammad. And there's a, there's a big topic that's going on in the oil sector and has been, always been going on. But why did I say that is because, you know, last year we've established the Diversity and Inclusion Council in, in K companies. And it targets both the, 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 the inclusion, let's say, uh, 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 circle, which is women and youth. And this is what we want to target today, which is women. And the kind of examples that we will have when it comes to social mentoring. Yeah. Yeah. So from from a different perspective, okay, what is 
what is right and what is wrong because we're Muslim we think differently we act differently we have religion I wear hijab I'm not gonna be free as everybody else etc so actually the hijab doesn't matter whether you're hijabi or not it's the same kind of scenario but when a woman does something and it's nice most men take it in a wrong way or when a woman does her job in a certain way she's no longer smart or a businesswoman she's tactful and mean there's different terminologies for men and women and this is something that I would like to raise with most men that for me working in this kind of environment when I decided the very beginning of my career or when Nora decided to become an engineer I don't think about the fact that I'm going to be a man or a woman and who I'm going to work with. I thought about the fact that I'm going to be an engineer where I'm going to manufacture something. So why can't men, when working with women, this is a scenario that we've all lived in, why can't men, when they're working with women, think of them as an engineer first and then as a woman? Why do I have to try 700 times more to show the man? And no, no, I'll give you a simple example. People are shocked if you're in the site and you go to a vessel on the top of the vessel. This is something they talk about. It's a topic of discussion. I mean, we use it to our advantage because we it's do. a plus point. We do. <laughs> we do. That's so true. Yeah. But why is it a shock that a woman is in the field? Why is it a shock that if I had an issue with this vessel, I'm going to go investigate the job itself? Why is this a topic of discussion? Why? Why? <laughs> honestly. Um, honestly, I'm not surprised. Because historically, hmm. there are some fields of work that were restricted to men. That was true. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, uh, women had to fight to get into parliament, whether yeah. in Kuwait, mm-hmm. whether in, 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 in the West, mm-hmm. everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, colored people mm-hmm. in the United States and probably somewhere else had to fight for to, 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 to void and uh, and remove this uh, discrimination and segregation yeah. and, and transportation and what have you. Yeah. So in, in many cases, because of historical reasons uh, and the status quo, uh, change will require time and will require persistence uh, and patience. Uh, few years ago, 20, 30 years ago, there were no women in maintenance at all. Zero. Yeah. Uh, Ten years ago, uh, ladies started to come to maintenance. Yeah. Uh, now the uh, number of women in maintenance, for example, and in, in general the oil fe- sector, is increasing. This is changing the mentality of, of, of men, yeah. Uh, yeah. but it is slow. It is. Uh, it takes some time mm-hmm. to... Uh, completely change this mentality uh, but you will reach there we will reach there I don't like it personally mm. it's not uh, because uh, for me results matter more than, more than who did it yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but okay I understand there are some restrictions for example uh, uh, call out during night time or, or, or during the holidays there are some restrictions social restrictions or yeah. cultural sections here, yeah. but it, it doesn't mean that uh, women are not capable of being very good, excellent engineers in the oil sector, no matter what the part. Thank department. you. We appreciate. We, it. we, we, we have, we have, and we have really good uh, examples, models. Yeah, that's true. We, we do. We have Hasniya Hashim. Before that, we used to have Maha Mullah Hussain. She was in PIC and she was CEO yeah. of PIC. We have Hasniya Hashim. She was deputy CEO and. Uh, in KOC and worked in different companies and published books. We have Nadia Hajji, we have Wab Al Khatib. We have now two mm. maintenance team leaders, yes. ladies yeah. in KMPC, maintenance team leaders. Yes, which is so Which is hard, and, and what I heard about them, I've never uh, mm. worked with them, but I heard very good things about them that they are so good in, a, in the technical. Uh, part as yeah. well as the administrative part. Mm-hmm. Technically, they're so good. They're field mm-hmm. people. They can go and repair and go, yeah. which which is this will change the perception of, yeah. of men. Mm-hmm. It takes time. I think you should be proud oh, yeah. being the you know 
pioneers of this change, of this change or, yes. or somewhere in that uh, area. Mm -hmm. And it is uh, your responsibility to prove us wrong. <laughs> though, yeah. Yeah, though, like though, <laughs> though, uh, I believe that I should not have this idea about men and women and this segregation. Mm -hmm. uh, but again, this is culture, this is uh, uh, social history. Right. Uh, unfortunately, mm -hmm. sometimes people, unfortunately, sometimes people have to fight for their right. They do. Huh? The, the, in, in general, in an ideal uh, world or circumstances, the right should be given to everybody. It's their it right. Should be. It shouldn't but be a privilege. But again, we're not right, yeah. uh, living uh, in an ideal world. Sometimes you have to fight to get yeah. your right. Yes. Yeah, true. So true. So keep it up. Thank you. Uh, you will definitely change the perception of men and you will defeat men. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you. Looking forward for that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, all the men out there. <laughs> so, um, I guess that wraps up today's yes. podcast. Um, thank you so much for coming. We love you, Nora, for also and hosting. With yes, thank you yes. so much, Alifa. This was really fun. And I'm learning a lot from you, as usual. Yes, we did. That's so true. Yes. Thank you very much. I really, really appreciate having me here and this nice uh, discussion yeah. uh, topics were uh, really good and uh, i hope uh, this was to helpful. do it again to do it again yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. stay tuned for the next sure. one stay tuned for the next one <laughs> Thank thanks you, everybody. everybody thank you very much thank you.